It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Uh, Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Hub, producing the show. Want to say thank you to our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Sweet Sweat. Um, they do such a great job, not only with all your uh, exercise equipment, your home fitness equipment, but also with uh, their supplements and all their different, all the different things that they uh, that they sell. Awesome stuff at SweetSweat.com. Um, I've been using also, their belt. Yeah, their belt is great. It's great. Yeah, like I'll go for a, like a good walk, couple mile walk. Yes, wrap that thing around my belly. Yeah, and when I get home. My belly's all sweaty. Yeah, you should go for a couple mile I can run. Feel like the inches based are just. On, I'm just based on looks. A couple mile run might be good for Let's you. Let's walk before we run. Okay, okay? Yeah. that's a good idea. <laughs> Who am I to talk? I am um, not even walking. Uh, I use it in the gym though. I like. I like. I like the support. Yeah. Yeah, but they've got great stuff at SweetSweat.com if you want to check them out. Michael, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really uh, loving. Well, bittersweet. The okay. whole Alex Smith story. It's incredible what this guy has come back from. 17 surgeries, uh, nearly had his leg amputated. Right. I mean, to see pictures of what his leg looked like, I mean, this is like true Frankenstein I can't even, type I can't stuff. even look at that stuff. Right? Ugh. Okay, so it's it's an unbelievable comeback. That said, I'm, 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 I'm nervous about him playing football. I don't know if that's the smartest thing. Well, one, playing football is not smart. True. Now Alex is a Alex is like he's forty for forty on the Wonderlick test. Like the guy is a brilliant dude, um, but sometimes it's you know there's there's a song from the eighty. I love the uh, you remember the band The Alarm? Yeah, I think they were a Welsh band. Uh, anyhow, they have this. Uh, they have a line in a song like uh, uh, from The Alarm. It's it's the lifeblood that courses through my veins. Like when you play football for a living and you get to that point. Regardless of what you put your body through, it's it's that lifeblood, man. It's what gives you energy. It's what gives you, you know, like I don't want to say purpose, but it is it's what you do. And so, like there are so many things that you put yourself through as a football player, whether it's head trauma and body trauma and injuries, and, and you're gonna have a lifetime of issues. You know that going in. Um, I get it. Like it doesn't make any sense to me away from football now. It makes no sense. You're like, dude, come on now. You made plenty of money. You're going to be fine. But this is something that becomes bigger than that. It's about not only football, but it's about the challenge between you and you. Like people always marvel, you know, not to make this about me, but, you know, it is my favorite subject. Um, people always marvel about my injury or my injury history or my ability to play hurt. Well, let me let me just tell you, that's about not only competing for the guys beside you and wanting to to lay it on the line for them. But there's this competition that goes on between you and you. Like, shit, this game would be easy if I felt good, right? But I'm going to go out here and whip some ass even though I feel like crap. And there's there's a there's a mentality there. And, like, Alex Smith is, is a guy that, gosh, I'd love to have him on this roster. Like, if you're committed, you know, to your young quarterback, if you're committed to going down that road, would the would the uh, Washington football team be open to a trade? Like, I would love, like me personally, if you could have Alex Smith in Denver tutoring a Drew Locke, that'd be, now I know Elway doesn't like to get veteran quarterbacks, so that's probably a pipe dream on my behalf. 
Veteran backup quarterbacks. Yeah, veteran yeah, backup yeah. quarterbacks. Right. He but, loves his veteran starters. Yeah, he does love his veteran <laughs> starters. But like that to me would be worth whatever the investment is to get a guy like that. Like if you go back and you talk to coaches or you talk to even Patrick Mahomes. Listen to Mahomes. Yeah. He, he positively raves about this guy. What he did, like what Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes in his rookie year, knowing that Patrick Mahomes would eventually usurp him and take his job and still invested into a young quarterback, invested into that kid to teach him the game. What it, like what is that worth? Seriously, if you were if you had I mean, give me a list of guys. Give me a litany of guys. If you had um Baker Mayfield or you had Josh Rosen or you had well Josh Rosen's a third team, so maybe that's a bad you know, Hall take of Fame any five of these, comparison. Take any of these young quarterbacks right. that are struggling to kind of get to that next right. level. Right. Sam Darnold, you had any of these guys, Josh Allen. Yeah. And you could you could invest I mean, to me, what is it worth five? Is it worth six? Is it worth eleven? I mean, get, this this guy is the ultimate now. Right. He's the veteran mentor backup. Right. Like I like to call the middle of June quarterback, yeah. the guy you bring into your organization to kind of mentor a young kid through. Like that that guy's worth his weight in gold. But that's not what he's coming back for, is he? I don't know. Maybe just to prove to himself that he can still make a team, maybe to prove to himself that he can still play like the the challenge of playing. Maybe he wants to eventually become a starter again. I don't know like what his motivation is, Mike, but it's incredible like your ability to have a positive effect on the next generation of quarterbacks. I mean, look at Josh McCown and what he's done throughout his career, 40 years old or whatever he is, and and the positive impact he's had on so many guys around the league, so many teammates around the league, how he's invested in this game. That that to me is that to me is a, an incredible legacy that he's going to you know, it's going to carry on from generation to generation. You know, and talking about why would Alex Smith come back after all he's gone through, yeah, I think now it's starting to come clear because when you face that long and probably at times you thought impossible rehabilitation, mm-hmm. you, you had to have some sort of carrot dangling right. out in front of you, right? You had to have some sort of motivation. And what better motivation than I want to get back to the NFL? Right. I want to get back to so once you've once you've done all this and that was your your goal that you had in mind then absolutely you want to see it all the way through. Right. So, yeah, I, I, then I, w- I wish him well. You know how many times, I mean, it's like, you ever see the movie The Princess Bride? Yeah. I love yeah. The Princess Bride. Remember when when uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts, when, when Wesley was uh, taken by the Dread Pirate, and she was explaining, the Princess Buttercup was asking him to explain what happened. He goes, well, every night he said, uh, good job. You know, most likely, good job, way to work, like most likely kill you in the morning, right? <laughs> and and it, he, every day I was learning how to fence, I was learning how to do things, and eventually he pulled me aside and said, hey, I, I've got a secret for you. I am not the Dread Pirate Roberts, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and so, like, for Alex Smith, there was a couple of times where they willed him into surgery and said, hey, uh, Alex, uh, you know, we're going to try to save this thing, but we'll most, you'll most likely wake up without a leg. Like there were several different times that they were rolling into surgery to potentially amputate his leg. And yet here he is. And I I just it's an and you incredible know what? He, story. And you man. know what? Who are we to say who are we to try to protect him 
from right. himself. You know what? If this this is what he's worked to, and this and he, is what he's gone through, and, and he's th- been cleared is, to play, then you know what? God bless. Go yeah. do it. What a story. What a story. Uh, meanwhile, uh, is is talking about yourself your favorite subject, or is talking about Tom Brady your favorite subject? Because the two are close. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to parse it, and yeah, it's, a it's six to one half dozen. Close. It's neck and neck. Right. So apparently Brady's been impressing in Bucks camp to the point where uh, Bruce Arians was talking about TB throwing sixty yard dimes. Sixty yard dimes. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, I've got to believe that that's a bit of hyperbole. From from BA, yes, they weren't sixty yards in the air dropping dimes into the hands of receivers. I wouldn't imagine. Hey, listen, I told you, I told you, like on our radio show three years ago, Brady throws with more velocity now than he did at twenty eight, and that was when he was forty. Like I don't have any doubt that he can throw the ball sixty yards. But you, think about, think about a deep ball in the NFL. Okay, just think about a deep ball in the NFL. Deep balls are thrown on five-step drops with zero hitches. Why? Oh, it's great that you asked me that question. Why? Because receivers can outrun quarterbacks' arms. So on a deep ball, the ball is coming down, I think, probably somewhere between 43 and 47 yards. That's where you're going to catch it, right? So that's kind of how the – how the whole process works. If you're throwing at 60 yards, I guarantee you, any 60 yard, any ball that went 60 yards in the air, if you go back last year and you broke down every ball that went 60 yards in the air, any one of them was a Hail Mary. It was the end of the half. You're down. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't have now you may have a 60 yard touchdown, but it's not coming down at 60 yards. Well I think I think the message Let's let's kind of read between the lines. What's the message? The message is there's nothing wrong with his arm. All yeah. the talk of him declining last year, it was more what he didn't have around him in New England than there being anything wrong with Brady. Right. And that there's nothing wrong with Brady, and now give him the kind of weapons we can give him here in Tampa, watch out. Yeah. I also saw... Uh, Bruce Arians talking about Rob Gronkowski saying that he was in New England shape, not in Tampa shape, <laughs> which uh, the heat in Tampa is real. Um, that humidity and that heat is real. There's no question about it. So I, I tell you what, they're an intriguing. Gronk looks great, though. Oh, they're I mean, an I don't intriguing know if football for, team. I don't know if Gronk's in football shape, but he's in he's in beach shape. Well, Dude looks amazing. The, the guy is, the guy is uh, dumb like a fox, man. He is... He's a sharp tack, and he understands the game, and he understands what he needs to do. That is an intriguing football team. Oh, I think they're, they're really the most intriguing. I think they're the most interesting team, interesting team in football right now. I really do. From a curious, uh, okay, put aside the team you root for. Mm-hmm. Okay, out there listening, put aside the team you root for. Is there a more interesting other team, right, for you than Tampa? Yeah, they're like a Dosecchi's commercial. The most interesting team in football, yes. right? They ought to do it. They ought to do it. I mean, Tom Brady should be the new Dosecchi's guy. Boom. Get him in like a sport coat with a turtleneck. Right. Turtleneck. He'd still pull it off. He'd I mean, look great. Yep. Yeah. 
He'd look great in that. Yeah, uh, yeah they are. They are incredibly. I mean, they just they're incredibly interesting. They are. They really are. And like you know, under Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, their defense is going to be good. They're young. They're legit. They're athletic. Um, they're aggressive. Uh, and, and I, I got to If you're Bruce Arians, I mean, come on. You, you've gotten a like Bruce has always been great. But your quarterback turned it over 39 times last year. 39 times. 30, 30 interceptions, 30, nine fumbles. Yeah, nine fumbles. I mean, you're looking at it, and, and you still went seven and nine. You're like, oh, my. If we just limited to – if we had 20 turnovers last year, we're in the playoffs. Half. Yeah. If just we cut just, it in half. You just cut it in half. Yeah. We're, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's not turning the ball. He's not throwing – he's not throwing more than – 10, 12 interceptions, tops, right? Yes, tops, tops, tops. So, I mean, this is a, this is a team that's going to take the ball away. That will possess the ball. They've got so much talent. They are they're an incredibly intriguing team. Yeah, I loved how Arian said, "Yeah, I've 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 cussed out Brady. Everybody gets cussed out." And Brady said, "Hey, don't worry, I'm used to it." Right. He got plenty of it in New England. By the way, did you see? Okay. Joe Judge. Oh, my God. Okay, I know where you're going with this, but okay. Let me set it up. Joe Judge, new coach of the New York football Giants, uh, comes from New England, Mm -hmm. another part of the Belichick tree, uh, former special teams coach there, and at practice, after some mistakes, he had players and coaches doing push-ups and running laps. Right. To which you immediately... Roll your eyes. Oh, there's just so much. I mean, collective eye roll of the whole organization. I mean, not only that, he took all the names off the jersey. He doesn't refer to anybody by name. Or mm-hmm. I mean, well, you want to talk about tool freaking box. Straight out of the Belichick playbook, right? Like, Belichick actually has a personality. Like, Belichick's mm-hmm. a funny dude, you mm-hmm. know, behind closed doors. He doesn't show to the media. But, like, you want to lose your team quickly. Go ahead and try to pretend that you're Bill Belichick. Like, Bill Belichick has earned the right, and he's got the players in place to implement the strategy, right? Mm-hmm. But be Joe Judge. I mean, how's that working out for Matt Patricia in Detroit right now? His players are his players are about ready to, to mutiny. You know, there's going to be a mutiny on the, on the horizon. Like, like, Darius Slay gets, what, traded to Philadelphia? He is throwing every opportunity he gets, he throws shots that way. Right. He's like he's been released from prison, you know, for, for and, and he was he was wrongly accused. I mean, he's throwing shots right and left over there. It doesn't work if if it if it doesn't feel authentic to the players. Players, listen, I I'll give players a lot of credit for their, you know, there is IQ. Right, intelligence quotient, and then there's EQ, emotional quotient, right? And the IQ is really how book smart you are. EQ is how street smart you are. And players have EQ, I think it's EQ, in, in droves. You know, IQ, sometimes not so much, but understanding of how to read people, understanding what's real. When you come in and you act like an asshole, guess what? They're going to collectively roll their eyes at you and go, dude, you haven't built up the equity to act that way. Yeah, but aren't you only coming in and doing what the expectations were when you were hired in the first place? Why do so many 
Belichick assistants get head coaching jobs because the teams mm. are hoping you're going to be able to bring sure. that Patriot way mm-hmm. to this franchise. So why should you be surprised when the guy that you brought here with the idea that you're bringing some of that Belichick magic, why should you be surprised when he starts acting like Belichick? That's what you asked for. Right, you should So why complain right. about it? Well, you sh- you shouldn't. You shouldn't hire him. That the the bottom line okay, is if but you, that that's a totally different okay, argument here. Sure. Okay, now you can we can debate all day whether or not you should be looking to bring in Belichick assistance. The fact is, teams have from Joe Judge to Matt Patricia to um, Romeo Cronell, Romeo Cronell to Josh McDaniels to um, uh, Brian Flores, right? The uh, and why have all these guys been brought and hired because. We're hoping you'll bring what you experienced and learned under Belichick in New England, bring it here. Right. So then why be surprised when they start doing things that Belichick does? But listen, you can you can have the organizational philosophical approach, the organizational philosophies. Um you know, you can have some of those philosophies, Mike. I don't think there's anything wrong with those philosophies. But if you're deemed inauthentic if you're deemed fake if you're deemed to be little belichick you know what's going to happen all your players are going to tune you out and there has got to be well then okay then how do you strike a balance how do you strike a balance between here's how we did it in new england mm-hmm. it was successful that's why i was hired here right and then balance that with but here's how I'm going to strike out on my own. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really tough because you walk in automatically. You walk in with a um, you know with a, a scarlet letter, yeah. right? Yeah, and and so I think one thing you have to be able to do in that situation is understand that you're walking in and you're already going to be scrutinized. You're already labeled little Belichick, right? So you have to go out of your way to present yourself. It's okay to have the principles. It's okay. I think you've got to be careful about going, well, this is the Patriot way. This is how we did it in New England. This is how we did it. Because you just further, you know, you're standing on a slippery slope anyhow. You further slide down that slope when you present it that way. As opposed to, I know that these are the things historically that have won. I know that these are the things that historically this franchise has struggled with. So these are the things, and it can't be New England things. It has to be league things, you know. This wins football. Regardless of where you are, this is what wins. It can be attention to detail. It can be, you know, kind of dotting your I's and crossing your T's. It can be, um, you know, situational football, game management, all those different things that you don't have to refer to the, the Patriot way or whatever. And I'm not saying that he is. I don't know. But you have to understand that you're already coming in and you're going to be judged. I mean, right? you're going to be scrutinized. You know, you're, you're going to be scrutinized more than any other coach that comes in when you come in from that organization. So you got to go out of your way to, to change some things up and to be like the bottom line, Mike, is it's like anything. I, and I say this all the time. And, and, you know, I have several businesses that I'm, that I own. Right. And, um, 
I say this all the time, man. If you're not, you're in the relationship business or you're not. And if you're not in the relationship business, man, you are going out of business. And if you don't know how to genuinely care about people and to genuinely, you can be tough. You can be, you know, you can be an asshole when you need to be an asshole. You can do all those things. But if you genuinely don't care about making your guys, you know, having a relationship with your players, they're going to read that. They're going to understand that. Okay. It's a tough, I'm not saying it's it's easy. Because remember now, we're talking about players rebelling who are part of a losing franchise. They're, 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 you know, you got, you got Detroit Lions right. complaining about Matt Patricia. What, what the hell have the Lions done? Correct. That, Nothing. That gives any of them the re, the, the where, the wherewithal to stand back and say, this isn't the way it should be done. Right. You guys suck. What, yes. what maybe, maybe you're the one that should, you know, check yourself and, I, and look I, at, look at the places, some of the other places that, you know, these guys have gone. Mm-hmm. These aren't exactly bastions of, of winning organizations with built-in great cultures. Yeah. I, Who are they to rebel against right. this stuff? I totally understand that. Uh, I would also ask I would ask you this. I'd counter that with saying, um, what does taking the names off the back of the jerseys do? That going to make you better? All, instantly you're better? No, but the idea is, you know what the idea is. Hey, we're trying to build a, a culture here where – it we're all in this together. That it it isn't mm. one guy above all others. Mm. We're all in this together, and so there's a certain facelessness. There's a certain anonymity. We're all in this together. It doesn't matter what your name is. I don't yeah. need your name on the yeah. the back of your jersey. But can you? We're all in this together. Can you be in in all this in, together if your name's on the back of your jersey? Yeah. Can can you still be in the in in this all together if if your coach never refers to you by name? Like if he refers to you by name, of course. But you don't can. you think other coaches that come before these guys that come from Belichick, other coaches probably tried to do those same things, and it and what were the well, results? Hey, I'm didn't not, work. Like I'm not saying it's easy. I am. I'm not saying it's easy. But guess what? When you come in and act like one, you don't have any pelts, so to speak, on the wall, right? You're not Belichick, and you come in and act like an asshole. Guess what's going to happen? You are going to get tuned out. And by the way, Belichick is the original. Right. He is the mold. Mm-hmm. And his ways didn't work in Cleveland. Yeah, it, it's a really... You know, I yeah, mean, he wasn't copying anybody at that point. It's a really interesting thing. Like, once you get... Once you have some... Because he didn't have success early in New England either, right? No, first year I think he went 5-11. Five five, yeah. But once you find the formula... And I think it's really important once you have a couple of guys that are leaders on your football team that give you permission to coach them hard and accept it, and they become the most respected football players on your roster. At that point, you're good, right? Well, it'll be it'll be curious to see what happens if, as expected, they struggle a little bit right. this year. You know, if they're if they're going eight and eight, seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Six and ten, right? Missing the playoffs, do the Belichick ways still get accepted by the players, by the media? I mean, this has been a media in, in Boston that's had to just for years be told, you know, we're on to Cincinnati and grumble, 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 and they've, you know, sort of had to take it because 
Patriots win all these games and win Super Bowls. But right. you you know, I I I because I'm from back there. I know that media is just waiting for the first signs of slip up. Yeah. So they can pounce on him. Oh, I'm telling you, they're just waiting for a chance to just dig their talons into him. Right. All right, man. Uh, always good talking to you. Always good talking football with you. Uh, this is Stink Truth Podcast. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Sweet Sweat. Um, and we'll be with you guys later in the week.